Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is another week. Thank you for joining us on the Budo Brothers podcast. You got Eric. And I'm Kyle. And today we want to talk about being battle ready. Yes. Being what do you, ready for battle. What do you train martial arts for? Do you train mm-hmm. it to be battle ready? Or what's the intention behind your practice? And that's what we started discussing today where we all have different reasons for training, right? Like if you are a special forces Navy SEAL, you have a very different training regimen than somebody who wants to learn how to throw a spear. A hobbyist. <laughs> yes. You know right. I mean? Yeah, totally. And which is more valuable? I don't think their one is more valuable than the other. Everybody has their own reason and their own battles that they're getting prepared for. Every day you wake up is a battle. Exactly. And you need to suit or choose a martial arts or a goal structure that gets you battle ready for your individual life. And I know for me, I I don't really do martial arts necessarily a whole bunch to go kill people and, <laughs> and you know, I like, hope not. <laughs> and like learn how to, to slay bodies, put body bags on the floor. Like that's not my purpose or intention behind martial arts. I do like the feeling of empowerment it gives me, like being able to feel strong and feel um, like I know how to handle myself in certain situations really gives me a peace of mind and a calmness. Uh, The other thing I do for fitness, uh, it's a great workout. You know, if you're sparring and and putting in full effort, it's Mm -hmm. you work up a great sweat. And it, time flies by. Like sometimes when you're on a, in the gym or on a treadmill or doing some cardio, it takes forever. But you can do a session of martial arts and before you know it, great workout and a lot of fun done. Yeah. Like last night we were training, two hours went by in a blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah. Drenched in sweat, doing everything from gong fu to jujitsu all in the same class. It was awesome. And I love the mixture of like strength and cardio, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're punching or you're grappling... Um, you are using your strength, but you also have to have the cardiovascular conditioning to last, right? Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's challenging. On the battlefront, I was actually listening to a, a finance podcast and one of the guys that I listened to, so I'm taking an idea from a completely different area and bringing it into the martial arts world. And he had some really sound advice. He says, when I invest in companies and I, I manage my portfolio, I prepare, I don't predict. He doesn't predict when the market's gonna crash. He doesn't predict when the market's gonna go exuberant and to the moon. He prepares for either scenario. And so instead of trying to predict things, preparing, I thought, you know, that's actually a pretty good concept that does bleed over to the martial arts world. <laughs> instead of trying to, pre- you know, preparing, when we train, we're, we prepare for an altercation, prepare for uh, to become better practitioners, become more healthy. You're preparing yourself through training and you're not predicting when the day is going to come when you have to fight. Yeah. You know, I bet you next week, mind you, you know, if you're preparing for a fight, like you got a fight coming up next week, you got to go to training camp. That is a different, yes. you're preparing. Yeah. <laughs> like Tito Cruz. A yeah. Gentleman who's uh, just recently had his fight. Who's a, a friend of ours through Instagram. Like, watching that guy prepare and train in his body transformation Huge. before the fight. Holy jeez, like looking shredded. Yes. And that's a different type of thing because you know mm-hmm. you're going to be in a ring competing. Yeah. 
So yeah. he did what needed to be done to become battle ready. Yes. He prepared himself. He went through all the hard training and that, I can only imagine what that regiment, I've never prepared for a fight. Like I've never, I have never gone to like in the ring mm -hmm. or anything like that. And I mean, obviously I've gone through competitions and, and whatnot, but never like, all right, you know, like an MMA fight. I've never done that. And to be quite honest, I don't, it's not something I want to do. It's not where, you know, I feel like that's such a strong commitment and you have to want to do that. I like to train so that I can become a better version of myself. And as long as me, the practitioner is better than the session before I'm progressing, I try my best not to compare myself to other people. Cause that's when it's easy to start to chip away at your confidence when, cause there's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be people that are going to be able to tap you out. And there's always someone bigger, faster, stronger, and better. Definitely. And Oftentimes when I try to, especially when I'm learning something new and I do have a, a literal white belt because I haven't done this style or system before. Sure, I've got some fundamentals because of my other training, but when it's new, it's all like, it's easy to be like, oh man, I suck. Yeah. And uh, have your confidence kind of chip. And I went through that when we started really, really training more jujitsu. Right. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, man, I really suck at this. I was uh, back to another episode. I'm. I'm consciously incompetent. Okay. Okay. Like I'm aware that I, you know, I don't know all the moves. I don't like, I'm lucky if I get a tap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, I think that's really important. Putting yourself into situations though, where it's brand new and though you're a white belt again, one art form that I really find helps me get battle ready for life are the Japanese martial arts. Uh, we did a little, we've done ninjutsu. We've done like the karate. We've done different types. You've done Korean martial arts as well too. But yeah. for me, I got some exposure to more of the traditional Japanese martial arts. Tanto Jitsu, working with like uh, Yaris and with the shuriken and... All kinds of cool weapons. <laughs> these weapons that you never like go out and like walk down the street with yeah. a with a, a, a tanto and a, and, a, and a sword or or, or something like that sure. but the practice that i enjoyed about it was for me detailed oriented orientated things is not something that i'm good at right with those types of arts there is a specific process before even how you enter the yeah. room and yeah. get on the mats yeah. and bow and the the tradition before and even just throwing spikes, like throwing sure. bow shuriken. Yeah. You, there's a certain methodology, rhythm, timing behind it. And it's almost meditative. Yes. Right. It allows you to forget all of the things you were thinking about. And if, and just throw, yeah. throw spikes or practice your sword skills. I'm no good at them. Like I, I, I can't say that I, would ever want to show anybody out on camera what I <laughs> what I could do, but it was fun for me practicing those arts yeah. because of the tradition. You can imagine yourself back in a time in in feudal feudal Japan where like these people are armored up and and going into battle and they're like you know have this warrior mentality that they're not going to return home. It's so crazy connecting to history like that through mm -hmm. doing the same movements that they do. You're so right that it is very meditative. 
you know, you're, you, you turns into a movement meditation and yes, you know, spinning a hombo isn't going to be much use in the octagon. Right. But yep. like, there's something beautiful to it. The art side of it, there's a lot of value in, you know, oftentimes we'll, we'll post all, we celebrate all martial arts. That's what Budo brothers does. We are style agnostic, whatever the art is, whatever your battle plan is we want to get behind you and celebrate what it is you're doing as long as it's making you a better person yeah and i hate that that is the measure for everything on social media that wouldn't work in real life that wouldn't work in the octagon those are the two measures right that yeah. wouldn't work in real life yeah. that wouldn't try work. that in the ring so there was a video we just posted of uh, grandmaster felix doing a flow drill with two training swords right yeah machetes <laughs> yes and and somebody was like that wouldn't work in real life it's a flow drill of course it's not going to work but i had to just sit there and and, and just think about that like when in real life are you going to get in a sword on sword altercation like in north america hopefully never <laughs> like there'd be you would have to one, have a sword. Two, see a person with a sword and <laughs> conscious be like, yeah, let's, let's fight. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> like an easy answer would be like, all right, I'm out of here. That dude's got a sword. Like, I'm peace, running. I'm calling the cops. I'm like, running. Like, there's seven million things you could do before that gets to place. So yeah. the the gap to get to a sword on sword battle to the, battle death. To the death is pretty thick, yes. right? But he kept at it and he's like well i only do things that work in real life i'm like well budo brothers can only recommend a few things that works in real life one eat your vegetables two follow your passion and purpose three provide more value than you take and four just just uh i forget the fourth thing i said be but it was human. just be a yeah. good human right this is the moral of the story and yeah. it's just so simple it's like people forget that when you're looking at these things, it is a martial, it's an art, right? Mm -hmm. Like even Filipino martial arts, you have to, you have to examine it as an art because it doesn't always take base in reality. Like knife on knife fighting for like a knife fight wouldn't last more than a few seconds for most, mm -hmm. most altercations. But you know, you have these f elaborate flow drills yeah, and you yeah. drills and, and building rep. It's building brain pathways, reflexes, timing and muscle memory. Yeah. And there's value in them. There's value. And yes, you can fragment those things down and use them in self-defense context. And yeah. a, a lot of people do, mm -hmm. but 90% of the people training it, it's not mm -hmm. a self-defense, mm -hmm. um, mechanism yeah, yeah yeah and i look at some other arts that have had profound impacts on my life positively qigong yeah qigong's been amazing for man when sifu singh taught us how to get down with qigong that was a game changer for me and just doing those flow and those body movements very difficult at first i was actually really surprised at how difficult it is but when you get into this repetitive flowing motion my martial arts game got better my hit it unlocked my hips it my punches got harder you know and and you know someone on the beach doing a nice flowy movement meditation is going to look stupid to someone who only views the world of martial arts through mma yeah. for instance you know yeah. and i take a look at people like ben lim um sensei ben lim he's a 70 plus closer to 80 year old man and 
he does Aikido. And his ability to roll and move and have fluidity, he is way more flexible than I am at his age yeah. and receives falls 30 times better than I do. And when you get to that age, probably knowing how to fall correctly will be of giant benefit to your life. That's that's a giant battle for, for elderly people, not slipping and falling and breaking something, yeah. right? And look at the joy that it brings that man. Yeah. You meet him and you can tell like, wow, Aikido has had a profound impact on your life. And him running a dojo and having a school of students where he can impart his life work on, you can tell that he has that is his ikigai, his mm -hmm. reason for being. And when you find that fulfillment, how dare someone say this is bullshit? Yeah. You know, it's it's had nothing but a positive impact on his life. You know? And even to a guy like Mark, who's a special needs student in, in one of the the classes we trained in, he would come be the first at the door every yep. day and just so excited Into to it. train and learn about mm -hmm. the history and yeah. show you swords and show you his weapons and he collected weapons. Yeah. He just loved it. Like yeah. it, it was a passion of his. And gets him out of bed every day, right? Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about martial arts is that it can ignite that fire inside all of us if you're open to experiencing it. You know, I know one of our goals is to help plant the seed for people that might have never trained in martial arts a day in their life. Yeah. If we can have a video show up in their feed and maybe they have a respect for they watched ninja turtles as a kid they've i've never really tried to do it one of our goals is to try and get as many people to try martial arts as possible and more importantly enroll their kids in martial arts i think every kid should at least be exposed to martial arts in their youth it might not take they have to want to do it but i really feel like every kid should at least experience the joy that can come out of it you know what's funny is teachers and some parents think that teaching kids martial arts is going to get them into more fights and to you know cause more confrontations but it actually does the reverse i wish that schools just like they have dodgeball music class they put in a martial arts program um for kids to get a sample of that it's something that is that you could practice your whole life at every single age group. Mm -hmm. There is something to do within it. And it is a self-practice. It is mm -hmm. self-mastery. It contains so many of the world's secrets within it. It is a place where you can analyze how to get through issues, how to solve problems, how to deal with your body, how to deal with failure, how to just navigate some very complex problems big time and i wish that lots of kids would get access to it because i know it would improve them we've seen it improve them with the budo youth fund too many times yeah. too many times and especially when we were te helping teach kids class man you see kids walk in kind of you know not sure and after class they're walking out with their chin up and their shoulders back and man yes it, it's it's miracle working that being said, we are starting a martial art. Yes. This is a big undertaking, and we're so excited to finally be allowed to talk about it because we've worked on the trademarking. We've got it trademarked, and we're ready to 
go. It's going to be unraveling here within the next few months. Hopefully by next year, we'll be in the full swing of things. So we are starting a martial art called Joy Jitsu. The art of extracting joy out of life. <laughs> and the premise of it is we wanted to invent the most effective martial art in the world. And we can guarantee that this martial art is so effective it has no defense only offensive <laughs> tactics and it's guaranteed to work on a hundred percent of the people it is used on so what we're going to do is we're going to create a uh, belt system and uh, we're going to go through and figure out a way to spread joy through two vehicles one is donations to the buddha youth fund and we'll help to put kids into martial arts program and fund them into full years of martial arts or the other way if you're tight on cash, like so many of us are, is to volunteer your time. What we will do is we'll have different levels that say how many hours of volunteer work that you've put into your community. Being on the ground in a community is one of the best ways to give back and to spread joy. So we want to touch as many people as possible through just being good humans, being warriors, protecting and serving our communities and spreading joy. We have a goal. We want to get 1,000 black belts, 1,000 black belts before we're put in the grave. That is a goal of ours and a mission. Love it. So there's loads of details to come out, but stay tuned because this is an initiative that we are super jacked about. And not only just for the Budo Youth Fund, but just in general. We want to help people. We want to just continue to dish out heavy doses of positivity and find new creative ways to do that. And that's really where Joy Jitsu is kind of a fun new art that I am the grandmaster. There of. is zero chance. We're still working that out, but Who's the definitely I'm the grandmaster grand of Joy Jitsu. And plus, it's going to be the only art where it's sweet to get it a black belt on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Proven effective. Yeah. Proven effective. Awesome. Budo Brothers Challenge is to just stay in touch in our social media stuff. Um, we are putting out magazines monthly. We are doing uh, a lot of cool products. So just make sure you're involved and uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on some cool drops. Beautiful. Till next week. See you later.